Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I'm so grateful you're here with us. I'm so thankful to be your host. Hey, thanks for joining us. Invite some others. Hey, we're going to be looking at something called the Holy Prepus today. Prepus. And this is the Holy Foreskin. This is supposedly has, when Jesus was circumcised, has his foreskin been found? I know you might think that's ridiculous, but believe it or not, it is a thing. So let's look at it. And uh, I'm just going to look. Wikipedia does a great job just kind of giving the uh, overview of it. So you may not be acquainted with it, but let's get started. It's one of several relics attributed to Jesus, a product of the circumcision of Jesus. At various points in history, a number of churches in Europe have claimed to possess Jesus' foreskin. Sometimes, at the same time, various miraculous powers have been ascribed to it. You have to excuse me, I was eating some cashew nuts and getting a little stuck in my throat there. Ah... So, of course, I discount all of this. Most relics, I don't think, are legitimate. I think that's one of the reasons for the Reformation is people were seeing through after the Renaissance, after the fall of Constantinople and uh, learning went westward that they were like, this is just not true. Okay, so the first reference to the survival of Christ's severed foreskin comes in the second chapter of the apocryphal Arabic infancy gospel, which contains the following story. When the time of his circumcision was come, namely the eighth day of which the law commanded the child to be circumcised, they circumcised him in a cave. The old Hebrew woman took the foreskin, others say she took the navel string and preserved it in an alabaster box of old oil of spikenard. She had a son who was a druggist to whom she said, Take heed, thou shalt not this alabaster box of spikenard ointment, although thou shouldest be offered 300 pence for it. Now this is that alabaster box which Mary the sinner procured and poured forth the ointment out of from the head and feet of our Lord Jesus, wiped it off the head of her head, hairs of her head. And I don't believe any of this. It's got uh, the circumcision of Christ fresco from the Prebroskinska Monastery in Bulgaria. Foreskin relics began appearing in Europe during the Middle Ages. The earliest recorded sighting came on Christmas of 800 when Charlemagne, Charles the Great, son of, uh, son or grandson of Charles Martel, gave it to Pope Leo III when being crowned emperor. Charlemagne claimed that it had been brought to him by an angel while he prayed at the Holy Sepulchre. You know, Charlemagne was like seven feet tall, and he was a pretty learned guy. Although a more prosaic report says it was a wedding gift from the Byzantine Empress Irene. Its authenticity was later to be cons considered confirmed by a vision of St. Bridget of Sweden, who confirmed that it was somewhere in Rome. The Descriptio Laternensis Ecclesia, written shortly before 1100, indicated that the Cypress chest commissioned by Leo III was placed under the altar of the chapel of St. Louis and held three caskets. One of the caskets contained a gold-jeweled cross. The document stated that in this cross was the foreskin and umbilicus of Jesus. David Farley recounts how the foreskin was then looted during the sack of Rome in 1527. The German soldier who stole it was captured in the village of Calcutta. 
47 kilometers north of Rome later the same year, housed in Calcutta, not Calcutta, but Calcutta. It was venerated from that time onwards, the church approving the authenticity by offering a 10-year indulgence to pilgrims. Pilgrims, nuns, and monks flocked to the church in Calcutta, became a must-see destination on the pilgrimage map. Local, the foreskin was reported stolen by a local priest not long ago, 1983. However, in 1905, Pope Pius X authorized an inventory compiled by Professor Hartman Greiser at the University of Innsbruck. I remember watching the Winter Olympics there as a young man on television. I didn't go. Greiser's report corresponds to early, earlier Descriptio Laternensis Ecclesia. The gold cross was dated to between the 6th and 8th centuries. Greiser's study stated that like Pope Paschal's enameled silver reliquary cross, the gold jewel cross was clearly initially designed to hold a relic of the true cross. This further stated by the statement of Descriptio relating to its procession on the feast of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. The Vita of Pope Sergius, 687-701, mentions both the feast of the exaltation, the jeweled cross, veneration of the relic contained therein. Greiser attributed the reference to the foreskin and umbilicus as derived from later medieval traditions. Gold cross was lost in 1945. Mary Dzun, D-Z-O-N, says that many people during the medieval period devotion to the Holy Purpose was reflected a focus on the humanity of Jesus. And so in addition to the Holy Foreskin in Rome, later Calcutta, other claimants include the Cathedral of Le Puignan Valley, Santiago Don Compostela, the city of Antwerp, Colombes in the Diocese of Chartres, as well as the Chartres itself, and churches in Vassancan, Metz, Hildesheim, Chereau, Conques, La Grace, Ficamp, and two of Avon. Now, and I must say, you know, the thing that comes to my mind, fools soon departed from his money because, you know, they would just, I've read some of the records of people going to visit some of these relics and uh, how they would be this massive room two feet deep with some of the most incredible jewels and crown jewels of all time. And, uh, but at the same time, I mean, people are very sincere in this. And so I, I wouldn't want to mock their sincerity at all. And I do think God looks at sincerity. We can be sincerely wrong, but God does look at our sincerity. One of the most famous prepuses arrived in Antwerp at Brabant in 1100 as a gift from King Baldwin I from Jerusalem, who purchased the Holy Land during the First Crusade. This prepuce, and I may be pronouncing that name correctly, prepuce, became famous when the Bishop of Cambrai, during the celebration of the Mass, saw three drops of blood blotting the linens on the altar. Um, I can remember... When, uh, you know, in Mexico, there were, like, statues weeping and stuff like that. So, uh, anyhow, we won't go into any further of this. Uh, there is Catholics still celebrate the Feast of the Circumcision of the Lord on January 1st. 
there's literary illusions mentioned modern practice but you know I just I don't think Mary I don't think they kept it and I think that's just the bottom line and I don't think there's any proof but being biblical archaeology day we have to track these things down so God bless you hey thanks for being with us today pray for us and maybe make a uh, notebook or a journal of things you find interesting Put it on social media. Please help us out. And leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out. So God bless. We'll talk with you later. Bye-bye.